Hey everyone, this is the Professor Rick Del Santo of the PWZ Podcast. If you're interested in professional wrestling of the independent kind, the National Wrestling Alliance, and the United Wrestling Network, check us out on Apple, Spotify, iHeartRadio, YouTube, and anywhere you listen to professional wrestling podcasts. Welcome to Shocking Things. This is episode 32. I'm John with Laura. Hello. And we're going to be talking about Scream, the 2022 version. The requel. Yes, as they uh, call it in the film. As they describe. Yes. Or as you called it, the reboot. Yeah, I call it soft reboot. There's so many different terms and there's other ones they mention in the film we'll talk about uh, as we go through it. But uh, I call it Scream 5, but it is Scream. And it was released on January 14th. And it's only available to watch in the theaters. Uh, and now this is projected to earn, so far, $35 million over the four-day we- uh, weekend. And it only costs $25 million to make, so it's doing well already. Uh, for the promotion, Laura, did you see the movie poster by any chance? Did you look at it? I did. I glanced at it. It's a Photoshop, like most of these modern posters, has a blue tint. I like that it says the killer is on the poster. So it gets me interested in the film. Uh, the trailer, did you see the trailer? I did not get a chance to watch the trailer. Okay. This is one of those trailers. I'm glad you didn't watch it before you saw the film because it gives away too much, which I don't like. Yeah, that, that's typical nowadays. <laughs> I, I stay away from most movie trailers. Yep. So, yeah, you're smart to do it this time. And uh, the tagline for the film is, it's always someone you know. Did you like that? Yeah. Yeah, I, I thought it was clever. Again, got me interested in it. Uh has two directors. It's the movie So Nice, it had to be directed twice. Matt <laughs> Bettinelli Olpin and Tyler Dillette. Uh The team uh, directed uh, such films as Ready or Not and Devil's Do. Love Ready or Not. Yep. Um, so, uh, screenwriters that worked on this were James Vanderbilt, he worked on Murder Mystery and Basic, uh, the second is Guy Busick, who co-wrote Ready or Not and Urge. For the main cast, we have Nev Campbell is back as, uh, Sidney Prescott, uh, she was in all the previous Scream films, uh, one of Laura's favorites, The Craft. Yep. Uh, and Wild Things, uh. Courtney Cox is back again as Gail Weathers Riley. Again, all the Scream films. Uh, TV series Friends, as I think most people know her, her biggest fame. I and, think so. And uh, Bruce 
uh, Springsteen video, Dance in the Dark. It's the first time I ever saw her, actually. Huh. Uh, David Arquette is back as Dewey Riley again. All the previous Scream films. Uh, Eight-Legged Freaks is another uh, movie he was in. And I like him best uh, because he was a former WCW World Heavyweight Champion. Did you know that, Laura? I did not. It's a good fun fact, and it, uh, it's one of the things that made people <laughs> stop watching WCW and they went out of business. Just because of him? It's one of the things when they saw him as champion, they're like, I can't take this seriously. And, oh, I see. Um, I get them. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Melissa Barrera was Sam Carpenter. She was in The Heights, All the World is Sleeping. Marley Shelton, uh, deputy, she was Deputy Judy Hicks. She was in, this is, I didn't know this until I researched The Sandlot. Did you know that? I didn't. Who? So she was young at the time, so you got to rewatch it. She was a young kid oh, then. Oh, was she the pool girl? Don't know. Yes, she so, was. Um, oh, I can't think of her name. Okay, so now you have to rewatch it now to see what she looked like back then. She was in Scream 4 and uh, another film she was in was Death Proof. Jenny Ortega was Tara Carpenter. Some of her uh, films were Insidious 2 and Iron Man 3 that she was in. Dylan Minnette was Wes Hicks. Uh, this is how Laura knows him. She said... 13 uh, Reasons Why. Yes. Yeah. That's how she recognized him immediately. Jack Quaid was Richie Kirsch. Uh, he was recently in the TV series The Boys and uh, a couple of the Hunger Games films. Jasmine Savoy Brown was Mindy Meeks Martin. Uh, we just saw her recently. We started watching Yellow Jackets. And we yes. like her in that. The show is good so far. Uh, yeah, check out that show. <laughs> it's deep. Uh, Sonia Ammon was Liv McKenzie. Her credits really mostly are a handful of music videos so far. Uh, Mikey Madison is Amber Freeman. She was in uh, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Mason Gooding was Chad Meeks Martin. Uh, he was in Let It Snow and The Great Gatsby Live Read. Kyle Gallner was Vince Snyder. Uh, he was in American Sniper and Ghost of War for some of his film credits. And Roger Jackson was back as the voice of Ghostface. And he was in all the previous Scream films, a couple episodes of the MTV TV series, and tons and tons of video games. And... Ski Ulrich was back as the ghost sort of, of yeah. <laughs> the ghost of Billy Loomis. Uh, uh, he was in Scream, the original from 1996, and another uh, reunion of The Craft. Uh, cinematography is by Brett Jukowitz. He also another person involved in Ready or Not. Uh, music by Brian Tyler. He did. Uh, some of his credits include Frailty, Iron Man 3, Ready or Not. So you can see the, the theme here. All these people are working together, huh? I do. <laughs> the crossover. Uh, so now it's 25 years after the original series of The Murders in Woodsboro, a new ghost face emerges, and Sidney Prescott must return to uncover the truth. Uh, Laura, what did you think overall, the writing of this film, the plot, everything about it? Did you think it worked? I was apprehensive to see this movie. Like we've seen with many of the reboots in the past, such as like Nightmare on Elm Street or, well, maybe those are a little bit older, but anything that is, is popular and exciting to me, I'm hesitant. I loved this movie. I, I did hear some people really didn't enjoy it. I personally thought it was Yeah, because you're trying great. to tie together 
I think the best analogy would be like this is like the new Halloween franchise. How it's it's supposed to be linked to the originals, but they're also trying to restart at the same time. But I think they did a much better job tying everything together compared to that film. Do you agree? They they did, but I also feel like they to be a new to be a newcomer for the first time watching like it can't just be for new fans because they tried to explain it and I think they did a pretty good job but as a new person seeing this film I wouldn't get it if I hadn't seen the previous films. You'd have to see it twice probably for it to sink in, right? When they... I don't even know if just seeing it twice would help. Yeah. You're just missing a, a wide load of like information oh, yeah. from the last movies that they try to like explain quickly. Yeah. And it's just too much. To but see. as a sequel, as like a bookend, you'd think it did a very good job. Yes. Yeah. Um, now, uh, do you remember any lines? I, I wrote down some of my favorite lines. If you don't remember, that's fine. Just you could comment. Um, I like it. Uh, I'm Sydney fucking Prescott. Of course I have a gun. I thought that was a pretty hilarious line. Okay, yeah. Um, of course, what's your favorite scary movie? We had, we had to hear that again. Um, Can I say that that opening scene was amazing? Yeah, now that was a throwback to the first Scream from 1996, but it wasn't it like... Was a, no, it was a new and fresh take on a movie that we all, all know and love for yes. 2022. Yeah, it didn't feel like like a just like a rehash that they threw together yeah there was no, there was, was thought put into it combination yeah they used yeah no no you're right they put like new technology you know uh, involved in it yeah it just it wasn't terrible like they, it could have went really like sour but like oh man didn't we see this already it wasn't like that yeah I'm, I'm with you on that um so i don't mind when they reuse lines just in a, in a you, you but it has to be way. exactly I, i'm completely with you on that uh and then towards the end of the movie uh also hello sydney but there's a twist when the killers are revealed <laughs> well before i think it was, it's an honor as if it's gonna be an honor to kill her i don't know if you remember that line i just got a kick out of that the twist on that um character uh, richie referring to dewey as a uh, shitty sam elliott I asked you, do you know who Sam Elliott no. is? Okay, he's got like gray hair, like like gray like facial hair. So that's the joke, making fun of Dewey now that he has a gray facial yeah, hair. He, he's head. older. Um, this I know you're dying laughing at in the theaters. The Deputy Judy Hicks, <laughs> when Ghostface asks, "What's your favorite scary movie?" She goes, "I don't like scary movies. I prefer animated films and musicals." <laughs> <laughs> that was hilarious. <laughs> that was definitely I, good. That was another thing to like. All the characters were good. I have no complaints. You, you, this is one of the okay, few times, few times we watch a lot of these horror movies with, with teens, young adults, and you're like, oh god, they're so annoying. I don't care if they get killed, but you actually yes, like them. I didn't notice any of it. I didn't think about that they were annoying. I didn't think about any like there was no like pol. Was there any politics in it? Very, very little. Very, like, like very. I, this is the first time I just watched like, a movie and was watching like, people in like a storyline that was happening. Yeah, not politics, but there's like again they're making fun of themselves when the when they bring up. There's another thing I wrote down: the elevated horror when they brought up the whole like. I don't know. If this is supposed oh, to be like, yeah, like pretentious okay, young kids nowadays. Uh, so <laughs> like like they're they're too good for uh, slashers. Which is... Uh, well, that was kind of... But they did it in yeah, a, yes. Again, well, let's say they did it in a good way. That yes. 
annoying. No, no. And again, you didn't you didn't hate the characters. You thought they were funny, like how they like these. Uh, again, the Babadook, uh, the yeah, Witch, sure. Hereditary, the and then the Jordan Peele films. Uh, so that I just, I just thought that was funny. And the performances. Uh, I talked to Laura. We both are completely on the same page. Uh, the actress Jenny Ortega was the best as Tara Carpenter, the young girl. I thought she was phenomenal. Like some of those scenes that she had when she was acting out, especially like um, jumping in the wheelchair and using a lot of just like body motions, and, and she made me feel very tense. It's, yeah, no, I agree, yeah. So she had like a wide range of emotions. She wasn't yes. just everything. She's crying, she's angry. Just like I said, just the way she's moving around, she's supposed to have uh, a boot on her leg, uh, the, the body language. I think she's... She nailed it. it she was my favorite. Better than anybody else in the film, and they have veteran actors, and she was the best one. I agree. From the very first scene. So, uh, and then for another performance, uh, who was like the, they referred to her as, even in the film they referred to her as the new girl. That's Melissa Barrera. Um, she's, I just okay. thought she was uh, wooden at certain points and then good at other times. She wasn't consistent. I don't I think, think she was ready. I think a good way to phrase it because... What, it, what do you say? Like, she's neither here nor there? Like, I wouldn't be looking for her in anything else. Like, if no. something new was coming out and she was in it, I'd be like, oh, um, I don't want to see it just because she's in it. Yeah, but the Jenny Ortega girl would say, okay, now I might watch it just because she's in it. Because she was good. Uh, David Arquette, I thought, was just playing David Arquette. Yep. <laughs> I don't think he was doing anything any different than he's... When he goes uh, to Starbucks and orders coffee, he probably acts exactly the same. Do you agree? Yeah, no, I... <laughs> Uh, Courtney Cox had one good scene in there, I thought. Yeah, she was kind of she kind of, phoned, she kind like, of phoned it in, I, I feel, to a degree, maybe. She was just, like... But there's one scene, if you remember, Laura, where, um, when Doobie gets killed, he gets murdered by Ghostface, and she sees, uh, that they're taking away his dead body, and she looks, like, she just, like, breaks down. Don't know if you remember that at all. Yes. It's going to slow down. That, I thought she was very good in that scene. Otherwise, I, I can't say... Like in the waiting room? She's uh, I th they Was it outside? Would they get killed in the school, do we? I want to say the paramedics bring out the body on the stretcher. I, see, I, I feel I, I like know. we had different opinions on that because I feel like she... Um... Still, don't yeah. worry, you're entitled to your opinion. So that, but I, Like I said, that's the one scene I thought she was... I felt like she was trying too hard. Okay. But you did like her red, her suit though, at least, right? That she was wearing. That was like a throwback to the original. Yeah. <laughs> That's sure. about it. Yeah, Laura's okay. like, yeah, whatever. No, she was. She just didn't seem like the same. Didn't character. stand I out to you. Time has has changed them, and things are probably different, which they factored in. But it just didn't. She didn't have as many uh, funny lines or witty lines. It, it, yeah, she wasn't. She was more like a wise ass. I want to say maybe kind of like a Spitfire yeah, a in the original. And this is just kind of like. Like, again, maybe that was her with age. Maybe yeah. because they've grown up. Yeah. Makes sense. I, I guess you could look at it that way. Uh, filming locations. It was most, mostly shot in Willing, uh, Wilmington, North Carolina, except they used the original house from Scream in Tomales, California. So that, I think, is cool. The music, the soundtrack, it didn't really stand out to me. It was just kind of like background noise. Do you agree? There's nothing 
for the the score or anything. Nothing really stood no, I'm out. I'm trying to think. Didn't we? Didn't they have a couple good songs? Or I'm getting. Uh, well, there is. Well, there is soundtrack. I'm talking about the musical score, but not like the actual. I'm sorry. The, oh no. But there is one song I'm bring up later. We're going to okay. talk about though. Um. um Again, it's tough only seeing it one time in the it theaters. It is. It is. So, yeah. So, it's hard. It's not like we have it on Blu-ray. We could rewatch it a million times. Yeah. So, when you only see it once, you have to go by memory. Uh, this is, I know Laura said immediately when we left the theater, one of her favorite scenes, the buck knife going through the neck of Wes in his house, right? The effects, the way it looked. There was some amazing kill scenes. That was one of my favorite. Um, Deputy Judy Hicks. And her son Wes. Mm -hmm. um, I I enjoyed both because I thought, um, you know, we you thought the killer was going to be in the bathroom with him by the time she got home. Nope, mm -hmm. that didn't happen. Totally tricked me. And then I liked um, how they were opening all of the doors one by one, like a throwback to like, oh, somebody's going to be there. Yeah, when so he you, closes think, the refrigerator you think you think Ghostface face is going to be there and he's not yeah, every time they, they do. It, it was did funny, literally like four times. Yes. it was fantastic. <laughs> And they finished up that whole scene with a knife, not just through his neck. You got to see it come out the other side. Yeah. And slowly. It was good. Yeah. Favorite. Hands down, my favorite yeah. kill. Yeah, no, it, definitely the effects have come a long way over the years. Uh, another scene I got a kick out of was the YouTubers making fun of uh, Stab 8. It was a film they were watching and reviewing it. And it showed Ghostface with a chrome mask and a flamethrower. Do you remember that, Laura? That it was very quick. No, just making fun of all these sequels, and it was just really, really funny. Uh, for the negative things, I wasn't crazy about the reveal of the killers. I thought it was a little ridiculous. Uh, the Amber Freeman character's got to be uh, the actress Mikey Madison's probably what five one and a hundred pounds, and then they show her as one of the ghost face. At the end yeah, of the film, I mean, he was pretty. And then the other uh, the killer act... was pretty tall. The person playing the yeah, killer. then Richie yeah, and Richie Kirsch has got to be at least five ten. So to have them do that, go back and forth, I thought was a bit ridiculous. Do you agree? Yeah. I mean, maybe I'm I mean, overthinking it, but yeah, I, I mean, I try not to think too much into it because I guess it has to be an overwhelming, like scary being. And no, seeing maybe somebody that small coming after you might not have the effect that's intended. Yeah, it's just not believable. So the most believable thing would be we talked about were the twins, and it seemed like they're trying. I mean, they're trying to throw red herrings. It could be anybody. That would make the most sense because they're both about the same. For a girl, she's a tall girl. You figure, well, it's possible to have them kind of switch off. No, I still wouldn't think that she's. Tall. Uh, oh no, no, no! But, but I mean, I was not totally tricked. But I thought be... it was the twins. Yeah, um, but again, it's. What can you do? It's You can't take this stuff too seriously, right, Lara? Just have fun with it. No, however, with the reveal, I thought it was Mindy, right? That a girl's the, name is Mindy. I liked both Amber and Mindy. But I thought the reveal was when she had like a dramatic lash out. Mm -hmm. I thought it was pretty fantastic. Uh, I also like uh, when she got the scolding Amber, got the scolding hot the like water in her, thrown in her face. Yes. I got a yep. kick out of that. And um, then she got knocked into the stove. Um, she turned into flambe, right? The stove. So. Yeah, so Courtney Cox is passing through the torch. Literally. Yes, yeah. <laughs> uh, I got a kick out of that. 
I thought Nev Campbell was pretty good as Sydney because she wasn't. Um, I'm gonna bring back again for the requels, as they call it in the in the film, like Halloween 2018. The Laurie Strode was too over the top, as like. Uh, I I couldn't stand her. Where couldn't... where it's okay, you believe she has like an arsenal. Where it's Sydney, it's like okay, she's more calm and collected. They show that she has guns, but she's not a nutcase the way she acts. You agree? So it it wasn't bad. No, I agree. Uh, what did you think about uh, Samantha being the daughter of Billy Loomis? That whole storyline, seeing visions of him. Um. At first, you know, you could think it's maybe silly, but I, I understand why they had to make a connection like that. And overall, thinking about it, I think it was a really good plan to have. This way, they were able to bring back all of the characters, um, including Skeet Ulrich. Yeah, Even though it was yeah. in a subtle way, it worked. And I liked seeing him. I thought it was done well because it wasn't explained. They showed, you know, she had these visions of him but didn't say why. Then at the end, it's like, oh, okay, so he's a guardian angel. He's not, it's not because uh, he's, you know, uh, an influence to, to be a killer. It's because he's there looking over her, right? I guess you could take it that way. That also, and he's showing her that she has that crazy in her, so she's using it. Could be. That's why she said at the well, end, yeah, at the, it's true. the serial killer's true. daughter. He's, so. yeah, I mean, he's there to watch over her, yes. Obviously, he's, he doesn't want to hurt his daughter, but that was her having his crazy yeah, instincts. So it she was, was pulling power from the cuckoo-ness. But very good point. I it's, guess. No, I no. I mean, it's... it's my brain. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, but when you make so many sequels after all these years and you just start making things up as you go along and you paint yourself in a corner, I think they did a very good job of making it work with something like that. I agree with you. I was not mad at it at all. No. Um, they did a very good job with the effects because they had to do some de-aging with Ski Ulrich to make him look the same. There's no way. Yeah, he really doesn't look, look the same. Yeah, so. Um, <laughs> now, uh, here's some things you might know about Scream. Uh, the, in the original script, Dewey was actually more of an alcoholic. Okay. Um, well, Yeah. But even more so. I mean, they show him drinking, like how he's like he lives. Uh, he's living in a trailer now, but I guess he's like more and more of an alcoholic in the original script. But they cut that out. Oh, uh, I got you. Okay. Um, the writer of the original Scream from 1996, Kevin Williamson, loves the 2022 film, so that's good, right? If he's if he gives a seal of approval, that's a good thing. I would think so. And when you're talking before about the the soundtrack, a good song. This is the song you're talking about um, when the character, uh, Kyle, uh, Vince, the actor's Kyle Glauner, the car, uh, he's the guy, he goes to his car and Ghostface attacks him. That song yes. is, in, is in some of the other Scream films. It's Nick Cave and the Bad Seeds, uh, Red Right Hand. That's Red the, right that, hand. Yeah, it's that's also the in a Jim Carrey movie. So that's, that's where I know it from. Okay, so that's that's what uh, you're referring to in the, the soundtrack. So uh, the other thing is now Dewey's sister died, Tatum, in Scream, and they never mentioned her again, but they have 
her ashes they show in Dewey's house. I don't know if you know, very, very uh, quickly. Nope, of uh, course not. I would have very, to see it Yeah, again. so it's one of those things that happens very quickly. Well, that's an Easter egg. Yeah. I'm a super fan. Yeah, so that was thrown in there. And Sydney mentions her husband, Mark. Now, that's a character from Scream 3. So that's another. Um, and it was nice. Uh, Laura and I uh, were a little upset. I posted on social media how our favorite movie theater is now closed. Mm -hmm. So now we had to go to a different theater that we usually aren't crazy about. But we actually had a good time, right? Yeah, it wasn't bad. And uh, this is, I just want to mention this just because I, I get a kick out of stuff like this. A mother and her daughter is walking by. This girl had to be, what, three years old? Yes. This little girl just waves to us. Hi. And Laura's like, why is this little girl here? Why I mean, are you bringing a little me kid? thinks that she doesn't know what's going on, yeah. which is why she's there. And the parent, she probably doesn't even notice. Yeah. But the other half of me is like, what are you doing? Yeah. I, <laughs> Until I, she's seven or something. Yeah. So that was, uh, that was just something I just wanted to mention. And I'm kind of surprised merchandise-wise, they didn't come out with a ton of stuff branded for this film. But I did get an email the other day from Spirit Halloween trying to sell me a whole bunch of Scream merchandise. So if you want to get the ghost face costume, and they even make the chrome mask that they make fun mm -hmm. of in the film. So you can get that, Laura, if you want to be that for Halloween. No, I'm not We just sure. have to get a flamethrower. No, but I do have to say that this movie, like, reinvigorated, is that a word? It might love for scream so now we got the we, I, yeah it's, it was never my favorite slasher movie it was just always okay mm -hmm. it's good but this i don't know why so many people i heard like you know a couple people and they have listened to it. people not people that i know say that they didn't like it and i know I was, one friend personally who didn't like it which i was surprised but most people i know enjoyed it yeah uh, yeah, because the last Scream movie we watched was last October, watching Scream 2. And we both said, oh, this is better than I remembered, actually. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, so we have to rewatch these again. Okay, so there's one thing I do have to say. If I was in charge of rewriting this for the killers, mm -hmm. I would have Jamie Kennedy come back to be revealed as Ghostface. Yeah. And say, you've been X'd. You've been X'd? Do you remember his TV series where he'd, he'd do like a hidden camera on people? No, that's terrible. Okay, this is, this is a joke, Laura. No, <laughs> You're not supposed it. to take me yeah. seriously. <laughs> but, um, okay, Laura, on a scale, one being excrement and five <laughs> being ex excellent. How, <laughs> oh, this is new. Yes. How many buck knives do you give Scream? Okay. No. What? What? Okay. A buck knife. That's the knife that they use to put through uh, his throat. Oh That's the type of knife. I guess I should know that. Yeah. Um. And I could do half. Yes. Cheese. I want to just say four. That's high. I. For yep. Me. That's exactly what I wrote down. But I. Four. I enjoyed it so much. And you know, even though Wes Craven wasn't in this, I still felt like he wrote this. But he was involved in it. I, Not that it was entirely yep. his, but he was involved in it. It yep. didn't feel so different. Yes. It felt uh, like the perfect reboot. Yeah, I, I agree with you. It's uh I'm I gave it four as well. Uh, I thought it mixed humor and horror together. Perfectly. 
Yes, we're... Not like Gremlins. <laughs> Gremlins 2, you mean, yes. Gremlins uh, 2. Well, yeah, this is, like, aware. It's, a, like, self-aware, like, Gremlins 2, but it's... But th this... Uh, it was just... It was crafted together uh, better, I feel. Um, I didn't feel that this is one of those typical sequel cash grabs, which we're so used to. Not at all. So, yeah, I'm giving it a four as well. Um... That's it. Laura, what, anything else we want to see this year? Anything coming out or no? Nothing really that stands out so far. Oh, wait. Texas Chainsaw Massacre is supposed to be uh, Netflix yeah, next month. Yeah, you did tell me that. Um, no, I have to take a look. Yeah, so that we're going to see. But as for TV shows right now, we're in the process of watching Yellow Jackets and Archive 81. Yes, on Netflix. that's on Netflix. The uh, Yellow Jackets is what, on uh, Showtime? Is that what it is, I believe? Yes, but as far as movies, I have to see what's Texas Chainsaw Massacre is uh, supposed to take place after the original, I believe. So I think that's about it, right, for, uh, for stuff right now that we're watching. So far. And thanks for listening. And Laura and I do not like scary movies. We prefer animated films and musicals. To see photos and links about each subject we discuss in each episode, please go to anchor.fm slash shockingthings. That has all of our episodes and links to our social media, as well as a link to the Shocking Things store.